All right. Welcome back to the Village A Parlay. This is going to be lap six, and we're going to talk about Monza. Pretty solid race this weekend, uh, don't you think, Nick? Um, probably is pretty competitive for most of it, but kind of shitty ending, though. Well, you know I always love Monza. Yeah, regardless um, of what really happens, you you are pretty pretty bonered out for it. Yeah, I'm always, I'm always bricked up for Monza. And, uh, you know, I think this race, for the most part, you know, besides some stuff that happened at the end that we'll talk about, proved why i mean we had a competitive field we had a mixed up podium um a lot of people had different shots there was constant overtaking we saw a beautiful double overtake from lewis hamilton i mean i think it's just one of the best provides some of the most best consistent racing and kind of mixes up the field so yeah definitely and i mean it was for until like really till the end when we had a couple of retirements it was a clean rate i mean a clean start on lap one we didn't have any any bullshit on the first corner like we've had in the past um clean full clean lap one and pretty much a clean racing entire gp and honestly it was just uh, it was just fun race to watch as usual monza delivered yeah it's not it's not a race that you need a bunch of safety cars and interruptions for it to be interesting like some tracks are 100 percent. yeah there's i mean a lot of people are on the same one-stop strategy but that wildly different times so it made for it excited like there's no real um like over undercutting it was just um it was just different strategies at different times which made it pretty interesting yeah yeah and it made a lot of the overtakes i mean i think as f1 fans we would like to see most of the overtakes on the track and not in the pit lane 100 so. uh, but <laughs> what you want to hear what my one takeaway is pretty much what's your one takeaway um max and red bull can pretty much run any strategy they want uh they just they just got the pace um no no getting around anymore ferrari unfortunately is not as fast i mean and uh correct me if i'm wrong uh max can clinch the driver's title in single cup court that is correct yeah we can we're gonna get we're gonna get into that a little bit later once we um okay. we're gonna we're not gonna get into singapore this weekend but we'll get into what can happen um but yeah he can lock it up next uh next race which is fucking crazy there's there's still what six races left to go after that yeah Dude, what even happens like no like there's nothing i mean there's still the constructors cup to drive for but that's almost locked up too so what happens after the constructors cup is locked up and they're still we just, you know, they, just, they just like stop the season early no no of course not like all right fuck it guys we win everything we're done because if not then you know the last six years when mercedes was dominant it would have been like 14 race seasons <laughs> that's that's true i mean I, I feel like i feel like that like the the lower tier teams would be like, kind of asking for that like, oh, we're gonna maybe hopefully save a couple engines this year if max fucking wins in 14 races no because they, they remember remember the allocations for how much money these teams win is based on the constructor's standing so if you've got, which will be the, will be one of the end. Wait, so wait, their salary cap basically is based off of their standing in the constructors cup. No, the, what the money they, they take from the big F1 pot. Oh, uh, okay. So they pay all, you know, pay into this huge pot at the beginning of the year. And then the places, each place dictates what their award money is. Gotcha. So, so that's why teams like, you know, and it's a big difference when it comes to just one place. Right. And it can be so, like if someone's tied to like, there's a huge, like they have to split two different, like, yeah, I, I understand. Yeah. hundred well, percent. If, I know if how someone's that works. tied, then there's a tiebreaker. Um, 
but so like for example i think you know one of the the big uh the big battles towards the end of the year is going to be alpine and mclaren oh yeah um and that's two those are two teams that could benefit from winning a bigger pot than the other absolutely i mean mclaren i feel like a much bigger has got a much bigger um like market already anyway right now so it would really help alpine a lot more than i feel like it would help mclaren well, you have to you have to realize that Alpine is actually one of the third largest car manufacturers in the world because it's rental. I know that's crazy to think about. Yeah, we just you know in the states we we don't realize that they're we, yeah huge. But in, in I Europe, honestly, it's like I honestly city. don't know if I have ever seen an Alpine in the states. No, no, you wouldn't have seen an Alpine. Um, Alpine the Alpine um, is their new like performance car line. Well, they, yeah, well, they used to have Alpine used to be around for for quite a while i haven't seen like any old one like i've seen i feel like i've definitely seen a couple of renos but and a couple like say trends and like bullshit like that but i don't think i've ever seen an alpine well yeah you never see an alpine in the states um that's wild i actually but yeah that, imp- that's yeah it's freaking crazy i actually wanted to import one a while back and it turned out to be like a fucking total pain in the ass yeah back when like i was that, living I in like Europe. that would be worth it for an alpine yeah, because it'd be like a car that nobody knows what it is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but shit, man, Ferrari, the I don't think they're really screwed up this week. I think their strat, I think their strategy and execution was actually pretty good. Um, no, I, I wholeheartedly echo that statement. I believe that the calls that they were making were the best calls they could have made. Uh, yeah, unfortunately. I for, for unfortunately for old Chuck, he was just outpaced, outpaced, and, and it, I mean he definitely got a little unlucky, unlucky in a couple spots. Um, yeah, for sure. And but yeah, he he really got outpaced um, when he boxed on like lap thirty three, I think it was. Um, Max was on medium tires that were like six or seven or eight laps older, and Leclerc put on fresh softs and or a scrub set like three lap scrub, and. Leclerc, he couldn't, he just couldn't catch Max at all. I mean, Max, he was trying, he had to gain one second a lap to until the finish to be able to catch him. And it took him 14 laps to gain one second. Yeah. That, that, when I was looking at that, I was like, that's, I, everyone was expecting soft tires to at least bring it in something. Dude, for the first three laps, he lost time. Well, I guess the tires were heating up, but yeah. And especially with the softs, you really got to, if you, if you, if, They'll give you a good lap time if you just if you just fire him right away. But they were on a, they f- were on a safety car when he pitted, so yeah, he, so they couldn't fire him like normal. But dude, three full laps and he was losing losing time. I would expect a half a lap, and they fired it pretty good. Well, I mean, the thing especially about the in hot tires, Italy, dude, the the track temp was so hot today. Yeah, and especially in that situation, even more to my point, when you fire the hot tires too, or the soft tires too quickly, you greatly reduce their longevity. So the best strategy, if you switch to soft tires, is kind of almost go at an outlap for the first three laps to slowly fire them, and then that gives them like ten laps more longevity. Yeah, I mean, hundred percent. Like you'll great, you'll grainy, you'll make the tires all grainy, and um, on the first couple of yeah, they they say that in the pits too. Like every time someone goes out, they let them know like don't don't push too hard on the first couple of laps, work the tires in. Um, but dude, even after he got him fired up, he was gaining one tenth per lap. For the next ten for the next ten laps, which was shocking, because um, I felt like Ferrari had pretty good pace the whole day until they had clean air up front and 
on soft. I feel like they had more pace on the medium. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, more, more compa- I, I, think, I felt like they had more competitive pace. I think there's this. Is, I, I knew that, I mean, with the tire disadvantage that Leclerc had that, you know, he wasn't going to be able to hold Max behind him. But then when they had no other choice to pit, like it wasn't a bad strategy decision, but they, what they did is they put Verstappen in clean air. Right. And he's the last person you want to be chasing. He was in clean air and res- reasonably healthy tires. I mean, yeah, he was, I mean, a healthy tires for Max is anything but burnt off. I think, I mean, he's, I mean, even when they're cooked, he's been able to push and set like fastest laps when, the lap before he bitched on the radio tires are done tires are done and he sets a fast lap and everyone's like what the fuck was that dude so we yeah, don't lewis lewis would do that too yeah I mean, so it's gamey too <laughs> so like we don't really know when their fucking tires are actually done and it, he was had he had plenty of tire to get to the end of the race so it was just crazy that soft it had no effect with the ferrari today at least with leclerc signs seemed to have pretty good pace catching up from the back from like six seventh from yeah last- we didn't we didn't call, but uh, he started pretty far back. Yeah, um, dude, the seven car started far back. Yeah, I was surprised because I didn't actually like. I watched qualifying finally last night. I was able to get a chance, and mm-hmm. I I didn't really. I set my alarm for seven this morning. I looked at the uh, entry sheet with the final grid on it, and I was like, "Oh, I wouldn't even think about all the penalties there were." Like, I, it was a totally different grid than what I expected when I went to bed than when I woke up. Oh yeah, dude. I think it was these are all strategic, like get new engines for the rest of the season. But I feel like a couple of cars that took penalties, their season's gonna be over real soon. Mm, not necessarily. Because th- this is like the most important part of their season for some of the middle middle of the pack teams. Yeah, that's true for sure. It's only yeah, but Lewis took a penalty too, didn't he? He did. Yeah. But Russell did not. Russell was in. He was. Uh, he was on not pole. He was on second uh, up front, second second grid slot. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Dude, no. And I thought Russell had a great drive too. Um. I thought he had a really good chance today too. Um. Again, Max starting from seventh this time. I knew. I knew he was going to come back. I knew it was going to be just like last time. I mean, shit. No, nothing's going to stop him in the middle of the pack. Like. Um. But. Russell, last couple races, Russell and Mercedes, even Lewis, had some pretty fucking good pace. So I figured, figured Russell would hold him up for a little bit. But, dude, just let him by. Yeah, I think he didn't want to end up doing what Hamilton did last year. Yeah, it was whereas Hamilton, he just like quote, not my fight. Like, yeah, dude, that shit's kind of it's that shit's starting to annoy me. Like, God, it's it's a competitive motor race. Like, doesn't everybody like want to win? I know you're. Not everyone's going to, but fuck, at least try to win. Jesus. Yeah, I think that we should maybe talk about that in a later segment of, I get it. I really get saving the car. Oh, yeah, 100%. It's, the it's, I, I, it's definitely the right thing to do. And current, current rules is just annoying to not see sporting, like everyone driving as hard as they can, especially at the beginning of the race. Like the beginning of the race, it was definitely just a, not my fight, but he gave no effort to to defend. It was just like, damn it, man. I was expecting like five laps out of him to to hold up Max and burn off a little bit of his tires and make it just a little bit a little bit more interesting. Obviously, we're all just looking for a better like watching experience, more exciting. Um, yeah, really we're, we're not like we're not the too. yeah we're not the Mercedes 
uh, like pit boss right here. Yeah, no, I really like that too. To see, uh, you know, him whole stick it out for five laps and make make Verstappen really burn his tires out to get around him, and then right, yeah, make it, then he, and make then it, it just changes the dynamic of Red Bull strategy. Then they're talking about Plan C already. Exactly. Yeah. So I was and just, then I was just annoying not to see Russell give a shit about Max passing him on lap one. So since we're talking about strategy, uh, this is another little thing I wanted to bring up. Did you ever remember those uh, Madden head coach games back in the uh, day? Oh yeah, where you know, um, you instead of playing the, the team, you'd play as the coach and you'd like call all the plays and make the strategy and everything. Yeah, you draft, you draft well, the team, you can make trades and stuff. Oh yeah, the EA Sports just came out with F one Manager twenty twenty two. Wait, what? Yeah, no way. So, I'm looking for this all up right now. Keep talking. There, so all of our listeners out there who maybe don't want to get into a hardcore race sim, but are into like the strategy side and the thing of F one. Um, that's the game for you. You can. I've been looking at it. You, you know, you get a lot of customization with aerodynamics, with engine setups, and uh, you control the team's marketing. It's just. I thought it'd be an interesting. I might. I might download it after uh, I get some time. Dude, I'm looking at it right now. This looks pretty sick. Damn. This is this. If you, if anyone listening is into, like, really not like the real nerdy side of F1, like really getting into the to the nitty gritty, every kind of strategy you can think of the tire temperatures track temperatures what kind of rubber's good like what grip levels uh, if you're if you guys are into to the real nitty-gritty shit man this game this game looks like the tits yeah we should uh we should we should do team, maybe a play the boss unparalleled authenticity and broadcast quality presentation so apparently you're looking when you're watching the you get to watch the races obviously when uh once you start the race and Damn, this looks insane. Maybe, uh, maybe, maybe we can talk about like maybe after the season's over when we got a little more time that you and me do both do a uh, a um a playthrough on Twitch. Dude, we could definitely do that and uh, see who finishes better. Dude, we could definitely do this. Yeah, look at this. Listen to this. You build your career, so you build the best, become the best. Like you find the best driver, build your team, build the perfect car. And holy crap, you can adjust so much. It's wild. Or maybe we can do like a combined playthrough where we do like team. Oh, uh, yeah. We, me, me and you might need to be a team for this shit. This is all the way intense. I'm so pumped. This is sick, dude. We should definitely, we should definitely get this for the pod. Yeah. So, like yeah. A, during, so during off season, we still got some shit to talk about during F1 and tell the people how much yeah. better we are than Mattia Benotti. <laughs> who did look like ronald mcdonald this weekend by the way dude that yellow was ridiculous i kind of liked it i mean i didn't hate it i hated it on him <laughs> dude i it looked good on the drivers i thought like i thought that was cool but it it was a lot well it goes back to when equipo was their uh sponsor yeah and that uh, like 75 years ago or something no <laughs> well no, the no. well the yellow was for the 75 years um yeah, F1. but when they when the the pitch the pit crew wore yellow and like that, that was like I want to say late '80s, early '90s. Gotcha. Yeah, it was back when Aquipo was their main sponsor. I don't even believe he's in business Aquipo. anymore. Aquipo. What is Aquipo? I, I think. Huh? What is Aquipo? It's like a gas station in Europe. Uh, okay. We actually the only time I've ever seen one in Europe, we had a, like an old training ground that we would just like fire shit at. And um, 
I'd never seen an Equipo, but there used was to shoot, used to shoot guns at one. <laughs> yeah, basically. Fantastic. <laughs> that is, that is, yeah. that is amazing. That's an amazing. Like way to think about what that is. <laughs> it was just out in the middle of the training area and all that shit was annexed back in like the eighties, you know, that is nuts. So there's just like towns out there that were just annexed. <laughs> this is em- empty. Yeah. yeah just, just ghost towns. For, yeah. They just use them to practice like urban ops and shit. It's freaking awesome. Um, so we, uh, we should probably get back to the race a little bit. Um, yeah, absolutely. Sorry, was a little tangent. No, no, we're, dude, we're good. Um, freaking the way the race ended pretty much. Um, we got through, we got through pretty much Leclerc trying to gain on, on max, uh, took 14 laps to gain a second. And at that point we were on lap 47 and one of, one of my boys, one of uh, who was, I, who was, I was hoping would have a good finish and he was, man, he was having a fucking great race too. He was up battling sixth, seventh, fifth for most of the race, having looking really good. And Danny's freaking engine blew up. Yeah. She's stuck in gear. Yeah. Stuck. Yeah. Just, dude, it locked up. Like when they tried to push it and they, the yeah. announcer didn't know what to say. They're like, Oh, it's must, it's like stuck in gear or something. I was like, no, that bitch is locked up. <laughs> that <laughs> engine is done for. Yeah. That's that hurts for McLaren too. Just to give up another power unit like that. I know, yeah, another penalty too for him in his next race. So he's not even he's gonna be sixteenth, seventeenth finish probably. Um yeah, not not a good way to end the season. It's not not the not last race, but not a good way to not good vibes going into the end of the season. Um and that's when we can talk about the thing that pissed us off. I'm glad it pissed you off just as much as it pissed me off because I mean I it, you heard the entire Tifosi in there. Dude, booing, boo, booing like crazy. It sounded like freaking uh, Red Wings coming into Pepsi Center. Oh yeah, no, it was. It definitely sounded like uh, you know Liverpool coming into Manchester United. Dude, seriously, man, I like, I've <clears throat> heard cheers that loud. I've never heard booing that loud at cons- like constant booing at an F one race. So I mean, that just shows how. how the real fans out there. I mean, they're those fans know what the fuck they're talking about too, and know what they're watching, and they knew it was yeah. a stupid situation. We all thought we were going to get a like really exciting finish because we had a weird, weird pit like window too because the safety car came out right after Leclerc and Max drove past the pit lane, so Russell was able to pit first, and that everyone thought was going to bring up, um like a, an undercut possibility or there he was going to be the only one that would get a cheeky pit. Um, Cause it didn't look like it was going to be a crazy long safety car, honestly. Right. Um, I had a suspicion that it would be from the second I saw that we only had five left to go. I was like, Oh, there's a chance that with that car not moving. Yeah. When I saw it locked, when I saw it locked up, I was like, oh, fuck. <clears throat> Cause the problem with the problem with Monza is actually a pretty long lap. Yeah, it's like 3.6 miles or something. So you have to, you know, wrangle everybody up. Then you got to unlap the lapped cars, which you can actually, it, the, the race control has the authority to say, no, don't unlap, stand place. Well, dude, they did that today. They unlapped half of them and left some of them in place still, which is. Yeah, no, it was a shit show. And then the, the safety car picked up the wrong leader. The, picked, the safety car picked up George Russell. Right, Exactly. And so everybody else was charging, like, so basically Max was going to have to charge the whole way back around until the safety car realized he was in the wrong spot. Right, and then at that point, it took 
almost two laps for Max and Leclerc to work their way through traffic to get back to the front. Yeah, no, it was a, a whole shit show mismanaged. And I don't want to blame the safety car because I think he was out there and, you know, he's been the safety car, the same safety car driver for like 20 years. Yeah, he was. I mean, he was I'm sure he was sent out just like uh, F1 cars sent out from the pits, not by a mechanic, but I'm sure a steward sends him out when he's told that he's not going out on his own accord. He's not looking at the race. I'm like, uh, yeah, now seems like the right time. Now, let's well, of go. course, like, race control. So the race control dispatches the safety. Car. Right. So, yeah, it's 100 percent not his fault. And he's driving an Aston Martin DBX SUV around Monza at honestly pretty fucking good pace. I'm impressed by that, dude. Was he was he? No, 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 no. The safe. The, the, the medical car was a DBS SUV. I thought the safety car was a vantage. Uh, safety car is a DBX. It was a DBX today, I believe. Really? Oh, uh, no, you're right. No, you're right. It was a, it was a vantage. But yeah, I was like, I don't think they'd use a DBX because, like, you need something that can <laughs> kind of move. Yeah, cool. But, yeah, uh, dude, I mean, yeah, still, it seemed like it was going so slow, slow, so long. And after one, one or two laps, that's when everyone realized it was the wrong call and they should have red flagged the race so we could start. I mean, I don't know if they can start from – uh, back under safety car again, or if it has to be a uh, grid start after it's red flagged. No, they can definitely do a grid start. That is by this discretion of the uh, race. So director. they can't do a rolling start or a grid start. They can do whatever. They'll, they'll usually do a grid start unless the track is pretty torn up. Okay, so I mean, dude, they they had options there, and they pretty much they decided right when right when it happened, they knew it was going to be uh, is going to finish under a safety car. Well, here's my counter. So I, I didn't know you had a point you wanted to bring up with um, the last time we had a red flag um, with a two-lap sprint at the end. Mm-hmm. So what are your thoughts on what you were going to say about that? Well, dude, I mean, I mean, what, what I think should, should be happening is pretty much the same thing that happened last year. Uh, I'll play the audio for you real quick. All right. Toto? You need to reinstate the lap before. That's not right. Toto? Yes. It's called a motor race, okay? Sorry? We went to car racing. We went car racing. Massey decided to finish a race under racing conditions. I mean, that's what every every single person, everyone, not not even just the drivers, every fan, every probably every steward, everyone except the race director wants to finish under like racing under green flag. Uh, here's the, here's the thing and why that, so that was a clip from the Azerbaijan. Uh, yeah. For, for, everyone, for everyone listening that doesn't know that was from last year's race when Lewis. So Latifi fucked it into the wall. Yep. On, I, I believe two laps remaining. And so here's here's another kicker on that. It had to have been at least four laps remaining because the lap coming back into the pits counts, right? And then the formation lap to reform the grid counts, right? Yeah. So I you need there was, least, I think there was four or five laps left. You need at least four laps buffer yep. to do that. And then we had two racing laps, so I believe there was five laps remaining. That yep, that checks out. So here's the deal with that. According to the sporting regulations, to red flag a race. You have to have some way to justify red flagging it. Meaning, in that case, you could argue that we know that barrier was damaged when Latifi hit it, so we need to go out and check the barriers. Okay. 
Whereas in Ricardo's situation, it was just a disabled car on the track. True. And I, I do agree with that with that statement, but I think they had I think they had a justifiable reason to red flag the race with having the JCB out there, the picker to pick I mean he was halfway under the track. Cars were cars had to slow down to a crawl to get past him with and dude, I saw cars coming up on him fast. I thought someone was gonna rear end him and also remember the last uh, death that we had in F one? Yeah. Was someone running into the back of the picker? And I dude, I I saw it happening today. I saw someone coming in fast and he didn't lock up or anything, but dude, he came real close, it looked like to rearing the car in front of him, and which who knows what would happen. It was probably twenty feet in front of the JCB and it was just like they they definitely had a reason to red flag the race and for how conservative they've been this year with safety cars and keeping them out for longer and stuff to make sure everything's safe for everyone. It just seemed odd that they they didn't red flag the race to finish it under yeah. racing conditions and for safety reasons. hundred percent. So here, here I have a proposal to the FIA. Okay. <clears throat> so I understand we have to justify this as a red flaggable event, which in your minds for this race was not. Well, I think everybody with a fucking somewhat concern for safety sees this as something that if you have a car that is immobilized, because mm-hmm. the engine's locked up, they can't move it. Yeah, dude, once they start, they knew, it's not, they, exactly, they knew it's it was not like they could have pulled it off and pulled it off into the grass and got it out of the way. Yeah. <clears throat> but so I understand we need to, we need to change. Okay. What justifies red flagging a race? That's the first part of the thing. The second <laughs> amendment I would make is that at any point in a race within the last six laps, if there is a full safety car, the race is automatically red flagged. I love that. So that there's no chance it ends, ends under a safety car. I love that. Dude, um, the announcers today, um, it's what, Martin Brundle and um, Murray Walker, is it? No, it's Jackie Stewart, right? Yeah. So they, they were talking the same exact, they said the same exact second statement. They said, we need to figure out a system, a consistent system, since the last two times this happened, it's been two different outcomes. There are two different race directors do, doing two different things. We need to have a consistent system that doesn't, doesn't harm the the driver that's pushing in second and like still gives them the opportunity to do the strategy to take over, like to still use their strategy to win the race, you know? Well, and, and here's when the second I realized that this is something that definitely needs reform mm-hmm. is because Martin Brundle made a point where he said, well, you know, if the race was red flag, then, you know, Red Bull and Christian Horner might think that, you know, that disadvantaged them because they were already out in front and, you know, they'd worked, you know, so hard to build up all that, that time ahead of everybody else and that they were kind of getting, getting fucked right. if the race was red flagged. And what made me, I was like, okay, I, I see that from Red Bull's side of it, right? Right. But when they interviewed Christian Horner and he said, this is a complete shame that we didn't finish this race under racing conditions. He's like, I think Max would have got it no matter what. Yeah. I was like, I really, I realized that everybody in the gantry, everybody in the paddock they want to see a they want to see a motor race dude they voted for it last year they that's when they told like they voted for it with the fi they said in any situation we have this happen like we want to do everything we can to finish it under green and this dude these freaking race directors i did find out it's two race directors this year too there's two guys sharing the job niels wittich who we shit on last time or last time we were talking about this 
So we're going to call him out again for sucking. And yeah. another guy, Eduardo Fritas. Like Papas Fritas. Dude sounds like a fucking idiot. Papas Fritas. <laughs> That's his name. So uh, he sucks too. So yeah, we're, we're going to do ruining little... Monza for me. Yeah, what's that? I said, fuck you both for ruining my favorite race for me. I know, dude. It was it was going to be a grandstand finish. Like it, it, it was setting out to be a fantastic battle for first. Instead, it was just a one, two lap cars, second. Like it's a horrible way to finish at thirty miles an hour. Even dude, Charles, <laughs> Charles knew it too. He's they told him on the radio like with a lap or two to go. I think it was with two laps to go. They told Charles, "Yeah, buddy, I'm sorry. This is gonna." This is going to end under a safety car. And he goes, what the hell? Why? He's like, everything's clear. He's like, why are we doing this? So it was a, it was a shit show. It was a bad, bad calls from all around. Um, safety car took forever to get out there in the first place too. Like they were, they did two laps under what it seemed like it was a VSC, but it just took forever to, for them to get out there. Yeah, no, it was, it was horrible. You know what this race was like? What's that? You ever break your dick? Unfortunately, I might have. Not like, <laughs> per, not permanently, maybe, but it might have been injured. It's been injured. <laughs> you know, you've never had it like where it, like, you know, it slips out and then you try and jam it back in and you bend it and it like pops a bunch of blood vessels and it's unusable for the next three days. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> that, yeah, that's kind of what it feels like as a, yeah, as a fan. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> Good thing we're like thirty-five minutes in the podcast. So if we got any, they're real. There are real fans out there still listening. <laughs> they don't give like a how shit. Sean what was say. over here just waving me off. Yeah, they, they don't give a shit what we say. <laughs> Sean was over there waving me off. Like, no, I don't know. <laughs> no, no, we're we're done. You're done. That was. <laughs> Park it, Mister. I, I I understood. I understood the reference. <laughs> oh my God, bro. So yeah, fuck Neil Wittich and fuck Eduardo. Yeah, that. So screw those guys. Yeah, it feels feels like what that's what it felt like. What like watching with these guys making decisions and stuff. Um, dude, you want to hear something? There's a great race leading up to it, dude. Great race leading up to it, and then at the very end, when we were about to finish, we broke our dicks. Dude, we fucking had to take a cold shower. (laughs) Got blue ball. (laughs) We got blue ball, bro. Dude, you want to hear something pretty funny though? What? Dude, I got. I got two really funny facts for you. Not space facts this time. We got like F1 oh, facts. Oh, your space fact was wrong, by the way. I, you know, I, it was right. I just fucked up saying, universe, saying solar system instead of universe because I'm an idiot. <laughs> so the, the fact was right. I just fucked it up saying. I just said stuff wrong. So I'm going to say that again <laughs> real quick. There's as many planets as there have been seconds since the Big Bang in the universe. Solar system is fucking small. We got like 7 billion solar systems out there. The universe is fucking huge. Yeah, there's like apparently eight because we decided to fucking break Pluto's dick. Yeah, dude. Yeah, was, oh, there's a lot more now. Trust me. This this telescope fucking freaky. <laughs> so for our F1 facts, though, this week. um, The safety car uh, at the end of the race. That was the only Aston Martin on track. <laughs> only only Aston Martin to finish that race under at the checkered flag. He was the only Aston to take a checkered flag this weekend. So that just made me laugh when I saw that meme on Twitter. I was like, that's just that's just good quality. That's objectively very funny. 
That is, yeah, that's a great fact. Um, poor, uh, poor Aston Martin. They had some bad luck this weekend. Do tell me about it. Yeah, when they said, um, you know, keep keep off the brakes this lap or retiring the car, and he went into the pit box, and you know, didn't have any tires or anything, and everyone was walking all slow, walking up with the fans, you know. Yep, dude. I, was, yeah. I felt real bad. Yeah, that sucks, bro. Um, for that team, I was like, oh, that sucks. Yeah, dude. Honestly, Stroll's having a pretty good race too. Yeah, no, but I mean, he was fighting for points, I believe. I think, I think, um, I think Vettel blew a coolant line or something, right? Mm-hmm. And Stroll had, had an, e, had an ERS problem, I believe. So they they got two different fucked up problems with that with that power power unit. So I think the good news with Vettel's is they'll be able to replace that coolant line. And yeah, I think they retired the car quick enough that they didn't. That it won't. Like, yeah, it won't affect the power unit. Now with the ERS that's going to have you replaced, that is a penalizable thing. Yeah, you're down for that. Yeah, it's definitely a penalty. I think it's five for the ERS unit. But now that being said, if they may have a old ERS unit that was still technically good that they just replaced for maintenance reasons, mm-hmm. um, they might be able to use that if they have one. Okay. Okay, that makes sense. And then they'll just risk you, you know, going into battle with an old ERS unit. Yeah, with a with a used ERS unit. Yeah, <laughs> and, and the ERS um, efficiency goes down as it gets older as well, so it may not work as effectively. Yeah, just like my fucking iPhone battery goes down after a while. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So that checks out. So that's just yeah. So that they're they're in a little bit of a shit right now, and they're in a battling position too for in the constructors cup. Um, so not a good time to, to take these penalties at the end of the season, right back to back too. Didn't they take penalties this weekend? Uh, yes. Yeah. That's tough. That's a tough look for the brand. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Aston Martin, they're, I, they're really, they're unfortunately not battling for the constructors cup this year. They're in ninth place at 25 points. And you know, it honestly breaks my heart that they're leaving. Yeah, it's tough. But honestly, because we don't we don't know if they're leaving. Honestly, I don't. There's some some shit going on with Porsche and Audi, and they're not coming to F1 anymore. So someone else might just buy Aston Martin because Lawrence Stroll is just looking to sell the whole company. I believe. I think he's just like, all right, I kind of had fun with my toys. I'm done. Uh, move to the next thing. So someone else just might buy Aston Martin. Um, but honestly, I'm not 100 percent sure. Um. Hopefully they keep the name on the grid. Yeah, hopefully I like seeing the green. The green be awesome. Speaking of speaking of grid, you want to hear my other fact? The Martin on the grid is awesome. It's a beautiful car. Oh yeah, it's a beautiful design car, and it's uh, the delivery is beautiful. Are you yeah. talking really fast? No. Oh, uh, maybe my computer is just making it sound like that. That was weird for a second. I think you got. I think you got uh, uh, frozen for a second, and it was catching up in the audio. That was really <laughs> weird. Yeah. Um. So you want to hear my other fact for? Uh, talking of the grid. Yeah. So with our new driver this weekend, uh, Nick DeVries, um, finishing in P9 points, buddy. He got points in his first ever F1 race, which is sick. Yeah, dude, I was impressed. Very How cool. He won driver of the day. And very, I think cool. very, very fittingly. Yeah, so that was sick. But that means Latifi's a dead person. That pushes him to... <laughs> 
that pushes him to the Mazepin position of 21st out of 20 drivers on the grid. Really? Yes, sir. Because <laughs> automatically, because if he didn't, if Nick DeVries didn't score points, his name would have been put up on the on the board and like last place at zero points. They wouldn't have put it up there. But since he has officially one point now, <laughs> he has to get put up above Latifi and Latifi. He's got two points. Two points. I'm sorry. Two points. So he gets put in front of and Latifi gets dropped to 21st, which is <laughs> fucking epic, bro. It's amazing. I'm pretty sure Mazepin did that last year, too. <laughs> yeah, you know, he was because he finished behind. Uh, didn't Hulkenberg come in for a yep. race? No, it was... I think it was. Or maybe I don't think he scored. I can't remember. Let me look it up real quick. But dude, I I can't remember who said that or if I saw it on Twitter or something. Um, but man, was that was that funny when I saw it? I saved that immediately. I was like, yeah, I gotta say that on the podcast. <laughs> oh my goodness. Twenty one out of twenty. So we do have twenty one drivers in the twenty twenty one race. Mazepin isn't last. And we got um it looks like what do we got? Uh, Robert Kubica, uh, Kubica, 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 Kubica. I love Kubica, man. He's a good dude. Yeah, so he got he got points in. Um, doesn't say what race, but uh, that knocked Mazepin to twenty first, which is fucking awesome. And if you're out there, Robert Kubica, um, Kubica. you want to come on our pod? We've got a natty daddy for you, dude. That would be a great guest to have. <laughs> We'd love to talk about how you knocked Mazepin off the driver's list. I mean, he's also just got a good story as far as a driver, you know? Yeah. He, he's kind of a – he pulled him up since he came from, you know, kind of his bootstraps. He, he got into Formula One when he was like 26. Damn, that's and, uh, pretty sick. And he uh, had a had what was looking like to be a very good career ahead of him and had a an accident that unfortunately uh, hurt him pretty bad and – uh, nobody thought he would drive again, and he kind of worked his way back up again. Pulled Nicky Lauda. Yeah, I, I I don't know. I don't you know the comparison between the two, but just by coming back. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, is when when Kabitza got hurt, he, he lost his seat. Yeah, that was like this. That, that's pretty intense for him to be able to to be able to work his way back through. And then, you know, back when um, Claire Williams was was still running Williams at the time, and then she was the one who gave him his shot as a full-time F1 seat for the, uh, I believe, 2019 season. Uh, His first year, he was Russell's first teammate. Okay. And had a pretty decent year, but, you know, Williams was Williams. He ended up leaving, and uh, that's when they brought in Latifi. Or no, 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 they brought in Robert Kubiak. No, oh, yeah. no, 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 no. No, you're right. No, it was, it was the TV. It was the TV. Yeah, you're right. But now Latifi's a dead person, so on to the yeah, next. Uh, unfortunately, Latifi's a paid driver. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but dude, F1 contracts don't fucking matter. Remember? No, but I mean, he's a paid driver. His dad pays a lot of money into Williams. Oh. His he's dad like a, is like responsible. Yes. So the Latifi's family money comes from Ralph Lauren. Gotcha. Yeah, so Latifi May was, I guess the Latifi family was the reason that Ralph Lauren and a bunch of other like outlet stores like that came to Canada. Interesting. 
Dude, you know Ralph so, Lauren's got a fucking crazy car collection? I believe he does. Also, Dude, it's like um, the best car collection in the world. He has a golf stream. Sick. And it's got like the horse logo on the tail. Gangster. And all of his flight crew, like he has like four flight attendants and two pilots. And they all like whenever they like get out, they are just dappered up in like custom Ralph Lauren flight uniforms. Oh, I bet they look so fresh dude my buddy says they look they're they're like incredible dude that is he used to that's he used to uh do you know where peterborough airport is in new york oh yeah teterboro teterboro yeah yeah teterboro yeah i know where it's at he used to work at millionaire in teterboro really so he used to field jets for him and he was like dude whenever ralph lauren's golf stream it was like a fashion show bro that is nuts wow and they would just like fly in from Austria or whatever on the weekend. Damn. <clears throat> oh, damn it. Oh, sorry. Did you break your dick? No, I was looking. I'm watching. I got the uh, <laughs> the Buccaneers game on too. I got money on the Buccaneers game and they almost picked it off. Since I lost, <laughs> since nice. I lost all my money on F1 again this weekend. So, so let's, let's transition into how did Sean lose money this weekend? We can definitely do that. Um, so... I knew I knew Max was probably going to win, um, even from seventh. Um, but still, starting from seventh place, his odds were fucking awful value. Um, he was minus one sixty five to win the race, starting from seventh, which is which is a crazy favorite. The next guy I was, I believe, uh, Leclerc at plus a hundred, so he was even money. So, dude, Max is a heavy, heavy favorite. So, I would have to in seven. All. What's that? From seven. Yeah. Heavy favorite in seven. That just yeah. is incredible. Yeah. Unreal. So, Vegas definitely learned uh, since last time he did that, that, he's, that it doesn't <laughs> fucking matter where he starts. He's probably going to win. <laughs> yeah, because um, there's probably some, so many people made money off him last yeah, time. Yeah, dude. It's some idiot that wasn't me <laughs> fucking saw the, him at like plus 800 last week. I was like, that's unbelievable. And took it and stole $100,000 from Vegas. So. He screwed the we line. Put the like a hundred grand on Max. I would put. Yeah. A, I would have put a hundred grand on Max. Dude. Yeah, I would have put my house on him, bro. Yeah. So that's what I unfortunately would have had to do today to make any decent money. Like, plus I'm not. That's a lot. Of, like, I'd have to put a hundred bucks to win sixty five because you got you get your one hundred back, so you win one sixty five. So that's right. man, that's that's tough money to risk it honestly. And we were talking before the we were talking in the last pod that we think Ferrari's gonna. Show out, have a good race, and Mercedes gonna have a good race. And that was before qualifying. Both those guys showed out. Leclerc was on pole, and George Russell was on the front grid on the other side. So I put uh, I put twenty five bucks on Leclerc to win. Um, I believe he was like plus two twenty five, two fifty. I think he was plus two fifty. So it was good value. Um, and I put I had a free bet. I had a fifty dollar free bet, bro. Uh-huh. And I put it on George Russell. Uh-huh. Because he was plus eight hundred. So that would have that would have won me four hundred bucks. And it was a free bet, so I didn't risk any actual money. And shit, man, he had such a good he's been he's been racing really good. And I actually committed to it. And I was like, man, am I gonna root? Am I gonna really root for George Russell this week? And <laughs> he didn't do anything. It was just class, it was just didn't no one was even close to Max. I should have literally just put a thousand dollars on Max to win. And won like six hundred. Like I know, you just got to put a lot of coin on him to to make it to win a lot. Yeah, because 
I mean, I'm a pretty small time sports better. I mean, I put like 50, 25 to 50 bucks on, on every bit on everything, but I, I even a hundred bucks is, that's just not, it's just not good value. It's only 60 bucks, man. It sucks. So I put all my eggs and guys with pretty good, pretty good odds, uh, but didn't work. So I lost all my money. Nice. So yeah, I got a lot of, I got like 15 different bets on uh, football this weekend. So uh, trying to make it back. Yeah, trying to make it back. I went five for five on UFC last night, which was fucking sweet. Um, and I went zero for three so far on NFL. Nice, but That's I got tough. I'm two for two on my last parlay, so I just got one, a couple more games. I win another couple hundred. You got any money on the Broncos Seahawks? You, you bet your sweet ass I do, Nick. Who you got? Let me pull it up on my uh, Bet MGM account. Bet MGM. Did you did you hear me say that? Bet MGM. <laughs> that is a that is yes a shameless plug for MGM MGM Resorts. Also, um, if if you guys didn't hear, he said Bet MGM. <laughs> so my Bet MGM account, my bets are for the Denver Broncos. I have them to end my parlay. Um, I took the spread at six and a half on the Seahawks. I think we're gonna win by seventeen. Um, so I got them to finish off my parlay to win a couple hundred there, which is pretty good. And then, uh, I have a one game parlay with like Russell Wilson throwing 250 pass yards. Um, let's see, Williams having 65 rush yards and a touchdown for DK Metcalf. So I got a couple, I got some, I got, got some stuff out there. The one game parlay is just kind of a shot in the dark, but. We'll see what happens. Oh, hopefully I can win something. I need to at least win this first parlay. Jesus Christ. I need the Bucks to win. Yeah, so we can have more money to fucking blow on Formula One drivers disappointing us. Yeah, dude. I gotta lose. I gotta dude. <laughs> that moves that's good. Puts us into our next little segment here. Um next race that we're gonna bet that I'm gonna bet on. Is Max Verstappen going to win the drivers championship in Singapore? Mathematically, he's got the chance, buddy. I'd say, yeah, he doesn't. <laughs> like, why was, wouldn't he do it? You sure you don't want to think about that? But I don't think I have to. <laughs> no, you, you definitely, you definitely don't have to think about it at all. He's, he's gonna win. It's uh, unless he, unless he crashes or gets wrecked, he will win that race and, or takes a penalty. Yeah, I mean, no, no even then, he doesn't care about penalties, dude. Even if he takes a penalty, honestly, if he's gonna win by more than five seconds. I bet. So, he's, well, that's a tough track to overtake. It's a really tough track to overtake. Yeah, so if he gets pull, he gets all away from that first corner, he'll win by 28 seconds. I bet he's going to be a hard favorite, dude. Like I doubt, I doubt he's worth betting unless you have like a thousand to put on him. Oh yeah, dude. Let me let me see if, if they even have anything up yet, but they probably have like the drivers championship up, but yeah, I guarantee the odds are not in my favor. I can't wait till I move back to Colorado and I can like get in on this with you. Yeah, buddy, that's awesome. I hope you. It's gonna be freaking awesome when you can sort of help me out a little bit in person. Uh, they don't have anything yet, <laughs> so we gotta wait. We gotta wait till our next podcast. Uh, we'll talk about some odds for Singapore. That'll be dope. Well, um, so we got our driver of the day and Mazepin of the day. Oh yeah, let's definitely do that. You got yours already? You've been thinking yeah. about this? Oh yeah. Oh. Sound excited? Hit me with them. Hit me, so, tube so- hit me, tube sock. My <laughs> driver of the day, believe it or not, was Mattia. 
Ooh. Okay, I, I can give that to you. I like that. He, for not being a complete and utter disappointment and pulling it together and having a decent strategy race in front of his home crowd. Yeah, yeah. I he, will say he stood, he stood up and <laughs> he held his own dick uh, in, his, in his home country. He didn't need someone else to shake it for him. As someone who is an educator and as a leader in a leadership position, I see improvement as the greatest fucking value. And there was so much improvement from the strategy side of Ferrari's house. Oh, 100%. So, yeah, they, it seemed like they actually to take, made some changes this, this week, bro. Besides yeah. the yellow suits, I think they might have actually made some changes. Exactly, yeah. But not to take away, because I was going to say Nick DeVries. Because... Don't, worry. Don't worry, that's who my uh, that's who my driver of the day is, buddy. Okay, well, he you know, he was a solid runner-up, but I figured Formula One already gave him the driver of the day. So, Yeah, and, uh, and your boy gave him driver of the day, too. I can't. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I can't. I. That was. That's just sick. I mean, driving a Formula One car for the first time. He out qualify your teammate. Out qualify score point. Oh, that's yeah, dude. Look, look at listen to this, dude. It's really, uh, really funny. I saw this on Twitter. Um, Nick DeVries gets put in the car last minute. Out qualifies his teammate. Scores two points. Refuses to elaborate and talk to the media, and leaves. <laughs> if that's not a gangster, I don't know who is, bro. Well, Martin Brundle said is like, dude was literally because he's a Mercedes reserve driver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he must have had some contract. He couldn't t- he couldn't talk about the Williams car or anything like that. But still, no, that's but, just but that's he just. He said as, apparently, apparently he was like in the Mercedes little like you know their little like office. Yeah, that they set up, and he was just sitting there drinking a cup of coffee. And Toto ran in there and was like, Nick DeVries, do you want to drive this weekend? No way. And he was like. Yeah, of course. And he's like, "Cool, go to Williams. You're fucking driving." Whoa, <laughs> that's wild, like, bro. Yeah, like, and it was like li- literally right before qualifying. That's that's freaking cool. And dude, yeah, he yeah. drove the, he drove the balls off of that car. Dude, kid's got some obvious talent, man. Oh, dude, and it was kind of cool too. At the end, all the drivers going up to him, like he was the first one that they all went to congratulate. Max went right up to him, congratulated him. Matt Lewis went right up to him, like in the car still. Uh, Fernando, all the all the world champions were like, "We're gonna give this kid some some knucks because he he deserves it." I'm surprised. I really wanted to bring up the point too. We forgot about it in our safety car part. I wanted to bring up the last time a race was disappointingly ended on a safety car, but uh. Oh no, we, we can missed. definitely bring that up. I'd love to hear that after right after a Mazepin. So give me your Mazepin real quick. My Mazepin of the day, I think, would be no surprise to anybody. Who is it? The fucking limp dick fucking race directors. Yahtzee. Yeah, they fucking suck, bro. So you're going to choose uh, Neil What's-His-Dick and... <laughs> and whatever guy sounds like a salsa brand. Yeah, yeah what, I got his name right here. Um, Hold on, stand by. Neil Wittich and Eduardo Papas Fritas. Papas fritas, habanero salsa. So yeah, so those guys really suck. So those guys get the mazapina of the day. It's um, funny that both my driver of the day and mazapina of the day were not drivers. We're not drivers. I love that. <laughs> yeah, just, There's no rules in this podcast. Yeah, this, this segment that that segment doesn't have any rules. It's just basically it's just who's the best and who's the fucking worst. Yeah, like it could be the guy with fucking man boobs that says I heart Yuki Sonoda. He could make driver of the day. Oh, he'll definitely get driver of the day next time I see his ass. <laughs> That's commitment. That dude is sitting in the village A all fucking weekend. That dude hasn't left, bro. He's sitting in a tent. He's got a 25-pack of beer for himself. He's ready to go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that guy's our people. 
Perfect. Yeah, we got we got to get him on the pod, dude. He'd be a guest guest to have. <laughs> Love to see his his big ass in a go kart at Hunter Racing. What, what did uh what did Yuki fucking finish? I didn't just even like hear from him the whole weekend. Yeah, uh, yeah, Yuki was just kind of. I think he kind of wanted to lay low after the um, tinfoil hat situation last uh, last weekend. <laughs> um, I think I think he even knew that. It's like it, even if it was completely legit, which probably was. Even probably like look back at it and saw the memes online. I was like, "Fuck, this looks pretty rough. This looks pretty bad, at least." He just finished the race. No safety cars. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just he was probably like, "Shit, that I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna lay low this week." Uh, he finished in 14th. Um, Do you think he stays next year? No, I, I don't. I don't think he does either. He, he renewed his contract this year, um, and when he did. He he's does an interview and he's like, yeah, I, I honestly wasn't expecting to to renew my contract. Like, I didn't think I drove very well last year. And I was like, I was ready to go back to Japan and open a sushi restaurant. So dude, that's what like, he would like, fucking my, say, dude. He's like, that's my dream. So he's the like, biggest goofball, dude. Like, like, he's just... that's fucking crazy. So, yeah, he's I, I honestly don't know, bro. I, I don't think he's <laughs> driving the best, Um, but I, I don't know who's going to who else they could pull from. Formula Two, they're already pulling two guys for next year, right? Nick DeVries, man. Nick DeVries, probably, and Oscar. I mean, I don't think Nick DeVries was a conversation yet, but I think now he is. And oh, he's, he is definitely a conversation. There's more of a conversation than Danny Ricardo. Him and Max, because they're both Dutch. Oh, yeah. He's, he's, oh, yeah, dude. He, once, I bet once um, Checo's done, and he's honestly at the end of his career, he's on the last. Last little leg of it, at least. Um, yeah, I bet DeVries and Verstappen will be teammates. I that's a very hot take, and I like it, Nick. Yeah, but right now he's in the Mercedes umbrella, so some contract things would have to happen. But as we have proved on the Village A podcast, this it is where shit don't matter. The uh, driver of the day is made up, and the contracts don't matter. Driver of the day is made up. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> All right, so dude, yeah, tell me about this. Uh, what this race reminded you of? Last time it uh, ended under a safety car. I think the people. So yes. well, here, let's hear a little history lesson. So it was set the scene a rainy Brazil Grand Prix in 2012. It was the last race of the season. Um, you had uh, Sebastian Vettel, Lewis Hamilton, Fernando Alonso, <clears throat> Miko Hulkenberg, and Michael Schumacher in the top ten. Jesus fuck, what is this, an all-star game? Yeah, fighting for the Constructors' Championship and the Drivers' Championship. It was all up in the air. This was back in 2012, you said? Yeah. Perfect. So, first lap, uh, Nico turns in on Bruno Senna, gets spun around, loses his front wing, uh, manages to keep the car running, you you know, restarts back on track, gets to the pits, they fix the car up, and then he starts hard charging to the front of the grid from 20th. Absolutely insane. Probably probably one of Vettel's best drives of his career. Meanwhile, meanwhile, the McLaren house, uh, they've got Hamilton and Jensen Button 1-2, and they released them to race each other. Okay. So you've got two love that. I love fucking... That. Yeah, you got two McLarens in the front of the pack just dogfighting. Battling themselves, yeah, battling each other. Yeah. So then Lewis has a bad lockup. He loses track position. You know, a couple guys get through. Uh, Fernando Alonso gets in his second, I believe. 
Uh, he's battling Button. Miko Hulkenberg somehow pulls a double overtake out of his ass and uh, ends up in first after a pit stop. So he's fighting for the first podium and win of his career. Who's that? Uh, Hulkenberg. Hulkenberg, right. First win of his career. And first podium. Is that dude going to win a world title? Huh? What, didn't Hulkenberg win a world title eventually? No, 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 no. Oh, I thought he, I thought he went on to win one eventually. No, no, no. He was the guy who famously has had a very successful F one career, but has never finished on the podium. Oh, he's he's the he's the uh, Tony Romo. Yeah. Gotcha. All right, my bad. Keep going. So they're all battling out into what is just a race of literally everything. So you've got a uh, button, and then Schumacher gets up there. He's fighting with Alonso. He's fighting with Hamilton. So, um, uh, for a second, you know, uh, Senna jumps up there in the Force India and he's trying to fight with the front. Um, and then two laps to go. Paul fucking DeResta. <laughs> yep, know that one. <laughs> Completely runs out of talent, spins, hits the barrier on the final straight. And what was potentially the greatest F1 finish of all times was ruined by a safety car. Finished under a safety car, just like fucking this weekend. God. <laughs> that sucks, bro. That sounds like literally like an all-star like movie that they would have like casted those guys. Like, all right, how can we make the coolest F1 movie ever? All right, get these drivers. <laughs> yeah, Michael Schumacher in a Mercedes. Fernando Alonso in a Ferrari. Yeah, and all their like the goat cars too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got you got Vettel in a fucking cracked Red Bull. That yep. thing was insane. You got McLaren or you know McLaren up there with Lewis Hamilton and Jensen Button, and probably the best McLaren that the world's ever seen. Yep. Like, it, like these were goat cars. Unreal, bro. And this was this was when a, a bunch of teams had goat cars, and it was a fight every weekend. Yeah, it wasn't uh, it wasn't a, a dominating team by one standard. I mean, the McLarens were pretty dominant. The Ferraris were dominant. The Red Bulls were really fucking dominant. Yeah, that's right. When they, I mean, that was when that was like their second or third year in in the sport, right? Uh, who Red Bull? Yeah, when did Red Bull start F one? Yeah, that was. Their, I think that was their second championship. Right. Um, but I have to double check that. But so Vettel did win from the back, which was cool. Yeah, that's freaking that's awesome going even from the back, but even finishing under a safety car, that fucking sucks. But had they red flagged it and let all those guys do a shootout for the yeah. win, dude? Exa yeah, exactly. Dude, could you imagine that two-lap shootout, cars bunched up, rolling start, or even from a grid start? Oh, my God. I bet you that race would have been a rolling start because also, I mean, cars were running wet. Yeah, yeah, under a wet conditions, it was definitely going to be a rolling start. Which made it even gnarlier. I mean, it, it was just... Dude, it was just an insane race from start to finish. Dude, you want to hear what Paul DeResta's fucking ass is doing now? Commentating on F1? Yes, but he's also a currently a reserve driver for McLaren. Is he really? Yep, for currently a reserve F1 driver for McLaren. That's fucking not crazy. That he, how old is he? Dude, motherfucker's got to be... He In his 30s. 36. Shit, it's not that old. I mean, for an F1 driver, that's old. I mean, Lewis Hamilton's old. Yeah, like Fernando and Lewis and Seb, they're all fucking out, going out to pasture soon. Well, I mean, we're gonna have to put Lewis we're gonna Hamilton's have to put we're gonna have to put them in a home. Lewis Hamilton. We're gonna have to put all those guys in a home, dude. They're getting old, dude. 
Can you imagine that home? Dude, can you imagine the the, the uh, freaking little scooter races that they'd have around the around the uh, <laughs> like mezzanine? Oh my god, I would be I would be well, especially on that famously Fernando and from famously Fernando and Lewis. I mean, I don't know. Dude, I, I know, know they're early in their career, they did not they did not get along. No, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know how they feel about each other nowadays, but. I, I mean, think, you heard. Dude, I think they kind the of. I think they weekend. still don't like each other, like, but they kind of like each other. Because after Lewis fucked up <laughs> last week, did you see their little makeup thing on Instagram? It was so funny. Lewis, no, wrote on, Lewis wrote on a Mercedes hat. Uh, I'm sorry to Fernando, and he like signed <laughs> the, the bill of the hat, and uh-huh. he just left. He just left it in in their uh, pit in their like pit box or whatever. And Fernando in fact found it and like posted it on Instagram. He's like, "It's okay, Lewis." It's so funny. <laughs> I thought Louis. I thought Fernando like replied with something equally as snarky. Dude, yeah, it was. It was something. It wasn't like it was just something like, yeah, that's is something that was made us made me realize like, all right, yeah, they're they're definitely friends and they're definitely like they're at least like casual and uh, they coerce with each other at least. Um, looks like unfortunately we lost Nick here for a second. Uh, hopefully he gets back on. Um. But I'll keep going on this. Uh, let's see what else we got to talk about. Um, got to go through this, and oh, we can talk about the how the next race was supposed to be the Russian GP. Um, so unfortunately, we're gonna have like a three three and a half week break here uh, until Singapore. Um, Singapore is gonna be October second, the weekend of October second. Um, but we were supposed to have a race last weekend, or I'm sorry, next weekend. Sorry, that was stupid. Next week, we're supposed to have a race in Russia. Um, but if you can take a guess why that was canceled. Um, so, yeah, Russian race is canceled. Uh, we got no Russian drivers. Um, so I'm surprised it wasn't it wasn't uh, made up with another race or wasn't replaced with another race. It just feels weird at the very end of the season, right when the driver's championship is supposed to be supposed to be coming back or right when the driver's championship is supposed to be finishing. Um that they're going to cancel the race that it could have finished in. And also I bet freaking Putin and I bet, uh, Mazepin's dad. I bet all the fucking those Russians, I bet they are pissed that the race isn't going to happen this year. Uh, because most likely the race, the world championship is going to be finished, uh, at that track or would, would have been finished at that track. Um, so that's, that sucks for them, but sucks to suck when you, you're kind of asshole, you're world assholes. So, uh, unfortunately, we're not going to have a Russian GP, but on to Singapore. Um, but until Singapore, we're not going to have a whole lot to talk about. We're going to save up some some good news, um, some stuff to talk about, some good betting odds. Um, we're really going to really going to try to win some money back on this last race. Uh, I don't care what it takes. I'm going to put money on Verstappen. Um, he's probably going to be a minus 500 favorite to win. But I'm going to I'm going to put $500 on it probably and just take take that any kind of money because I can't keep doing this. This is crazy. Um, we know it's happening. It's too obvious. So I'm just doing that for the next five, six races, just putting double hundred bucks on them and hopefully I can make a, make out with a little something at the end of the season. Um, but anything else we can talk about? Um, honestly, not a whole lot else going on. Um, Singapore next week. I, we can get into that a little bit. Um, we can give my picks. Obviously, you've heard my first pick is going to be Max winning the world title. But as for the podium, um, I'm hoping it's going to be Leclerc and Lewis. 
Um, last year's race was pretty fun. It was Seb's last win, I believe. Um, and he is he has quoted on his Instagram that he he still got something in the tank. He when he posted that picture, he said, "I'm not done. There's still a race out there for me. There's still a race to be won." So this is just a, a real. I mean, he's got a good vibes going on this this track. He knows it. Um, so I'm really hoping Seb can pull it off. Um, probably gonna bet on top five at least. Um, he's gonna be good odds regardless because he's been starting at the back of the pack. But Seb's got really good vibes in Singapore. So hoping he finishes towards the top, maybe even wins, gets his last one of his career, freaking walks out, drives out onto the sunset, which would be sick. Um, man, I don't think Nick is coming back. Maybe his computer died or something, but this kid is out of here. I just Irish exit ghosted. He gone. Um, we don't have much to talk about after this, really. Um, so we might just wrap it up at this point. Let me check my notes to see if we got anything else. Um, unfortunately, we won't get Nick's picks for Singapore. I'm assuming he's going to pick. Um, he's going to pick for Stappen. But as for the podium, I'm just going to pick for him. I'm going to say it's going to be. Actually, no. I'm going to. I'm going to go a little hot take for you for Nick on saying it as Nick. So Nick says the podium is going to finish as P1 is going to be Seb. P2 is going to be Lando Norris. P3 is going to be Max Verstappen. So those are Nick's picks for next weekend. So if he gets those wrong, you can shit on him on Twitter or Instagram. But he can also get shit on just because he kind of bailed on us on this pod. So it's just me and you guys out there right now. But we will kind of get this wrapped up for you. Um. If you guys want to follow us on Instagram or on Twitter, we're at the Village Apod and at Mile High Parlay. Um, please hit us up with some questions over this little break we got here. Um, next pod's not going to be. We're going to probably post it towards the end of the month. Um, we don't want to get you guys <clears throat> pretty. We don't want you to get a boring pod out there with not a whole lot of F one information. We're assuming not a whole lot's going to happen in the next couple couple weeks. That's going to be noted noteworthy. So we're going to take everything down that we think is. Um, so hit us up with some questions or anything that you would like us to talk about before Singapore, but expect our next podcast to, to be right at the end of September, uh, for some Singapore hype, some world championship hype, some constructor championship hype, everything. Um, season's not over, but the season could be over for some people. So, oh, we got Nick calling in on the pod. Let's see if we can get this real quick. Nick, you are active on the pod. What's going on? You trying? You called in. What's uh, tell the people what's happened? Uh, my fucking shit crashed. Oh, computer crash. That is unfortunate. Uh, luckily, uh, I kept it going. We talked about Singapore for a little bit. Uh, okay, well, uh, send me the new link. Patch me in, and we can get our closing thoughts in. I feel like we definitely can like that. Yeah, definitely. So I'll uh, I'll send you I'll send you the link again real quick. Get you in. Get your picks. I took some picks for you, unfortunately. Yeah, I picked, I picked, oh yeah, we'll get you filled in and just send you the link. So we'll get this guy back in here. Um, good way to call and call in and hopefully get back on the pod. Um, but damn it, man. I was really hoping he is, his, uh, his podium was going to stick with that and you guys could give him shit online and I see his face and we're getting his audio. Not yet. Not yet. And we got his audio back. What's going on? Oh, we are back. We are back. Some <clears throat> minor uh, technical difficulties there on my end. Sorry about that. Uh, we are doing this. Uh, we kept doing going. This we talked about. We, I gave my picks for Singapore, and um, I picked for you. Um, 
I made some hot takes and bold calls for you. Um, so I <laughs> let me see what you got and let's see if I agree with them. So I picked Max, obviously. Um, and I picked Charles and Lewis. Um, but with a caveat, I think and hope Seb is going to finish on the podium, uh, at least top five. What? Because yeah, he won. He won at Singapore last year. I don't know if you remember. Yeah, I do remember. So uh, he's got good vibes going in there. Um, so he said he's always got, he's got one race left to go. I don't want to talk about it too much because people already heard it. But he's got one more race to left to win. He said. So I hope this is it. Is that what you picked for you? What'd you pick for me? Uh, for you, I picked uh, winner is Seb. Second place is Lando. Third place is Max. Uh, that, that's can I can I edit that? Because <laughs> I don't want to put my name behind. <laughs> I told people if it's wrong, they can shit on you on Instagram. <laughs> uh, I did say, unfortunately, you're coming back. I was like, damn it, he's coming back. So get your picks in, big guy. What do you got for me? <laughs> got Max. Okay, I think I can figure that one. <laughs> I got Charles, and I got Russell. Okay. Okay. Same so it's pretty much the same as mine, but switching Lewis and Russell. Yep. I think Russell is the number one this year. I think today proved that. And I don't know if that's – I'm not saying that that's talent-wise because I think, you know, Max – or Lewis is way more talented, but I think that strategy-wise that Mercedes is going to give him priority when it comes to strategy just for points reasons. I can oh, the way it's turned out. It, by, so. by the way, I might be the fucking worst sports better in 2022, bro. Buccaneers wow. just missed a chip shot field goal to not hit the over on the half. Oh, they still have seven minutes to. I mean, hopefully they'll get the ball back, but I'm gonna kill myself if that doesn't hit. Oh That's my god, I might be the worst sports better of 2022. So don't really listen to what I say. Just enjoy my failures on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, just use it as an example of what not to do. Yeah, you honestly, if you did the opposite, you might make some money. He's also the Mattia Bonato of sports betting. Bonito. Hey, 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 that's too far. You took that, <laughs> you son of a bitch. There was a line and you crossed there, it. Yeah, you crossed it. Ass, you got. <laughs> um, but uh, those are pretty good picks. I think uh, we're pretty pretty much the same. I think those are going to be right on. I actually get these ones right, but I told the people I'm going to bet on Max. I'll put 500 bucks on him if I have to. Fuck it. Yeah, that would be uh, not dumb. Yeah. So... But that pretty much uh, wraps us up. Uh, I told the people we're going to have the pod at the end of the month. So if you guys want to hit us up on Instagram and... Are we letting them know why we're taking a break or are we just letting them know we're taking a Oh, break? yeah. So, yeah, we can definitely tell them why. Um, you, you're you going to have a pretty busy week getting some uh, getting some check rides and getting some qualifications, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm getting my uh, flight instructor and flight instructor instrument certification. So uh, Very if nice. you were in the Dallas or Denver area and you want to learn to fly, hit me up. Very um, nice, brother. You know I'm gonna be a student as soon as you get back here. Oh yeah, yeah, we're gonna have some fun. Um, so you're gonna have a, you're uh, gonna have a pretty busy next what uh, seven days, ten days? What you got? Uh, probably seven days. Gonna get that initial knocked out. I've got to I've got to commute to it. I've got to travel to Oklahoma. Oh. Um, which you know, fortunately, is a 45 minute flight from where I live. Yeah, that's um, yep. Forgot you fly everywhere. Yeah, I'm, oh, I'm flying myself in. Yep. Um, and then uh. Hopefully, uh, get my double eye uh, the week after. Beautiful. So, so yeah, it's gonna, I'm gonna be moving up, baby. Keep up, keep upgrading, baby. That's all we do. Yep, that's what we do. Um, I'm gonna be 
not busy for not as busy for as long. Um, but the next couple of days, um, we're going to be just a little slow on social. Not a lot going on anyway. Picked, pick, picked it off. Let's go. Let's go. 30 yard line, 20 yard line. Let's go. Sorry. All right. <laughs> Holy shit. Suck it, Dak. Um, so we just, uh, at my work, we got, uh, aeration going on. We're going to golf course. So pretty big week for us. Uh, pretty important. So we're going to aerate the, we're going to punch a whole lot of holes in this motherfucker. So, um, <laughs> might just be staying, staying a little late doing some 12 hour days, but nothing too crazy. Um, if anything cool happens on F1, you know, I'll be, you know, I'll be posting about it. Yeah. And unfortunately that, um, these, uh, two check rides for me are so all consuming that, um, uh, they're actually the two hardest aviation check rides there are. Yeah, we want your um, you want we want you studying so you can get a get a job as an F one pilot. Yeah, that's the goal. I'm gonna be a Max's pilot. That's what we want. Um, we'll record yeah. all our podcasts from the plane while he's in there. So we don't want <laughs> we don't want to take anything away from you, buddy. So we'll uh, we'll let you go. We'll let you keep studying and everything like that for your check rides. Um, I think we had a great fucking pod this week. Uh, I think the people are gonna like it. We had a whole lot to discuss, a lot to break down, but I think we think we broke it down something that they can chew on yeah um and my final closing thoughts is to uh the race director uh thanks for breaking my dick this weekend i got one last final thing vote for nick as race director for next year we'll put a pot we'll put a poll up on instagram <laughs> uh vote for our boy nick here we're replacing those fuckers i'll bring all right, sean buddy. in there with me. all right buddy well they got the they got all the info already at bill j podcast so we will see you all next time. All right. See you. All right. See you.